Mention it podcast with Kevin and Dane. I'm Dane. I'm Kevin. <laughs> don't be so, don't be so reluctant to, to welcome yourself to the podcast. Mm. We've been off. I yeah, this, so I forgot how this shit goes. Um, we're back after an unplanned hiatus because Kevin mm. is frankly what trash. <laughs> I am. I like went to sleep <laughs> and did not get up in time. That's an egregious excuse. Like oh, I just went oh, no. to sleep. Hey, but it's real though. Like that's it. I could have like came with some elaborate, you know, bullshit and said like, oh, fucking, you know, I got abducted and all kind of <laughs> like wild shit. So. But no, like, fell asleep, did not wake up. It was a dub at that point. Yeah, it's yeah. one of them. No, at, at that point, like, the the frustration dissolves. Like, I'm like, okay, that's, what am I going to, okay. People fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we missed last week. We're back this week. Um, in the main segment, as this car alarm goes off in the background, um, the main segment today, we're, we're going to talk about cultural appropriation um, because I am like, you know, resident culture appropriator. So I thought right. we should talk about that. Um, but before that, I had a couple couple quick notes. One is if I remember correctly, like last week, the opening segment, I had a little rant about like people's grammar and shit, mm-hmm. like apostrophes. Mm-hmm. All right, hold on. I got it. I got to close the other window. Okay, we're back. So... Yeah, so la- last time my, I had a little rant about getting on people's cases about their grammar. And so I have the unique experience of when I listen back to the podcasts, I get to do the cringy work of listening to myself talk. And I noticed that my grammar is actually pretty bad, actually. <laughs> I, I, well, first of all, I always say anyways, mm-hmm. which is not a word. Right. It's anyway. It's anyway. And I can't. But you know, I I think it's. I think when it comes to grammar, for the most part, I think that's more of the written. You're like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're specifically talking about the written word, as opposed to like, because people, you know, nobody really speaks grammatically. Right. But but I guess it's when. But I guess since since we're podcasting in a way, it's obviously not a written medium, but it's sort of like we're publishing our voices to the world. So that's why I feel like I, I, I sort of scrutinize my, the way I speak a little more. Right. But the, I, I guess the, the sort of margin for error with the speak, with the spoken word. As oh yeah. To the written word is, you know, completely different. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying because now when I listen, cause conversationally you don't notice it in the right. moment, but listening back, it's like, first of all, say the word fucking like all the fucking time, which is ridiculous. Second of all, and now I'm trying to not say like, it's like <laughs> you start a sentence and a lot of times you kind of have a vague idea of where you're going. But as one word leads to the next, which sparks other thoughts, the sentence kind of just gets – you lose track of where you started. And so all of a sudden it's like subject-verb agreement is like all fucked up. Right. And so it's just it's just weird because listening back, I'm not even – super super looking out for that shit but i'm like wait that doesn't that doesn't sound right but does the idea come out like does the idea come through? i ho- i would hope so i i i like because I, I mean so. i guess like you know because it's this is a conversational you know platform or whatever or medium rather that yeah like as long as it's as long as the idea comes through i think that's the most important thing now if we were like writing this shit down 
we were trying to transcribe this shit. Then, at that point, then that's when we, like, you know, correct all the grammatical shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to make a note for the record that I am not um, grammatically perfect and I'm not above, you know, above criticism. If I'm not above the red pen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then I had another, I had another thing, but I don't know if I, I did it last time. I can't, I, I forget. Um, but yeah, my friend Nick, I won't say his last name, but Nick has become like a big fan of the podcast to the point where he hit me up and was asking for like a reading list. Mm. And mm-hmm. Nick is, is, you know, he was like national security Nick. You know, this dude. So we're like infiltrating the intelligence community. But I really, Nick needs to get a job at some huge tech giant and then bring me in as the court jester. Or us. I mean, I mean, I'm, I have less dignity. I'll be the court jester. Yeah. I'll make a Zuckerberg. I'll, no, yeah, I'll debase yeah, myself yeah. for the amusement of Zuckerberg if he pays me a nice yearly salary. Yeah, that's all you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool. Un- until you tell me like you're making enough to get that that uh apartment in Tribeca we were talking about earlier. Mm. Then maybe I'll be like, "Alright. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm All the, right, yeah. if I'm like the Facebook court jester." Yeah. Yeah, then I'm like, eh, "Okay. <laughs> okay. Tribeca is ridiculous." But that's for Another episode we got. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, do you want to – let's just do a bad segue into a good rapper, bad bars. Mm. It's your boy. Rock Marciano, who's amazing. He's super dope. But had one of the worst <laughs> – one of the worst bars like I've heard. Oh, wait, let me – sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but let me finish my thought. Like, shout out to Nick. Thank you. It, it means so much that you're, like, asking for a reading list and shit. He was like, he's, he, sent, he sent me a text and was like, I'm, like, this podcast number one stand now. And I was like, my, you know. No, that's dope. It's so yeah. dope. Like, that's fire. And then yeah. when we didn't record, like, when an episode didn't drop on Tuesday, he was like, where the fuck is the podcast? I was like, okay, I got okay. to give Nick a shout out. Oh, yeah, for sure. What's happening, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyways, Rock Marciano. Yeah, so... Wait, I have to see exactly because it's a it's an Alchemist album. They work together, yeah, frequently, okay, yeah. But this is I think this came out in like 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Bread mm. by the Alchemist, and it's a song with uh, Rock Marciano and Black Thought, and they both annihilate the track. Yeah, period. Like they both kill the shit, but. Rock Marciano. <laughs> he says, and I quote, I'm realer than a river monster. <laughs> so m- my thing is. Wait, do you know the, what's the, le- what's the bar like lead? Wait, what's the we're lead? we have before? to go to the lead. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not like, like. What, what scheme led him to that? Uh, okay. <laughs> my ring of rollies like ring around the rosy uh-huh kill a hasa now what the fuck is a hasa we're gonna have to look that up see th- this is why we're learning yeah <laughs> i'm really than a river monster <laughs> now let's see what let's see how how bad this shit is you looking up hasa yeah, I don't know what that is. And what was the line with Hasa? What was it? <laughs> he says, "Kill a Hasa." Kill a Hasa. I'm really than a river monster. It's three kill a Hasa. H a s s a. Kill a Hasa. I'm realer than a river monster. <laughs> Did you find anything for Hasa? No. Huh. What was, what's going on there, Rock Marciano? <laughs> I don't know. Kill a Hassa. Yeah. 
I guess I'm. I don't know. I guess I'm out the loop. I don't know. That might be some. That might be some different shit. Long Island shit. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. But so. realer than a, what is he actually trying to say there? That's my thing because it still stands. Like he said, I'm realer than a river monster. But like, is he pointing to river monsters? Be like, like mythological, like river, like. <laughs> What I don't know. In which case, why would you be? Re- everyone is realer than the Loch Ness monster because the Loch Ness monster, monster doesn't exist. Re- so yeah. everyone, just by virtue of being extant, yeah, I don't know. I, that's the only. That's my reference. Or point. is the river monster so real, and it's like he's even realer than the river monster? That's probably what he's, I guess, trying to what say. What he wanted to say. Yeah. Huh. I'm realer than a river monster. Wow. Yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> like even like and you're trying to you know like you're trying to really break it down and I I don't have anything. Yeah, rap is often hilarious. Oh yeah, because I mean you're you know you're trying to come up with some clever shit. And sometimes in order to be clever, it's just going to like, you're going to have to throw sense out of the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounded, it's probably sounded sick in the studio. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, Rock Marciano is still insanely good. Marsburg is, I, I probably have that. That's one of my favorite albums of all time. That album is so fucking good. Yeah. All right. Sort of abbreviated opening segment, but I dig it. Uh, should we take a break? And then when we come back, we can talk about um, you, me being a culture vulture yeah. and my alter ego, Gold Chain Dane. Gold Chain Dane is a f- – you have to give it up. <laughs> That's a fire-ass name. Gold Chain Dane is going to come out for the main segment of the show. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> All right. that you mentioned a podcast uh this is the time when we would like to inform you that we have social media um right at ntymi pod for the instagram and twitter we have a facebook that we don't use um our email is at ntymi pod at gmail.com so hit us up on that and most importantly subscribe to us on itunes or whatever podcast client you mm. use podcast mm. client. You like that? Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, rate us, review us, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you, sincere, sincere, sincere thank you to everyone who has reviewed oh, us so far. Super dope. Yeah. There have been some amazing, amazing reviews. And even if, you know, you think we're on some bullshit, you can know, hit, hit but, us with a... Well, well, no, well, don't, don't do that yet. Not, yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't mess hit with us, the algo. Up, yeah, I was about to say, hit us with the with the positive feedback for right now until we, you know, hit another bracket in the algo. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, be a, you know, err on the side of being sort of sycophantic right. f- for now and right. then, you know, hold on to your... Criticism, right? And then you know, incorporate that later. Yeah, because by that time, the algo be, will have will have us in another stratosphere, and different. I wouldn't, and I won't care about your criticism. <laughs> <laughs> also, if anyone can explain the algo to us, 
Right. How do you manipulate the algo? Because a <laughs> lot of no, because a lot of cats like have podcasts and shit like that, and their content is garbage, like straight trash. And it's like, That's how facts. are you guys like, you know? Getting, you think getting, there's? Do you think there's manipulation? Algo manipulation happening? I don't know. We have a conspiracy uh, theory of. Upon us. Oh, yes. So I actually, one um, example of this comes to mind where I've seen a certain podcast that was posted on a certain subreddit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went, I clicked on the thread because it had a lot of upvotes for, for a podcast to get. And I clicked on the thread and there were a lot of deleted Reddit comments, which which meet when you see that it means some some stuff that violated the community guidelines went down and the moderators removed it and you can't see it anymore. And then the remaining comments in the thread were talking about how when this podcast posted the link to their podcast, it was conveniently swarmed with people who were coming in just to be like, oh, awesome, sick, 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 sick. It was like almost like bots mm. was the implication. Mm-hmm. So the, I think you're not – you might not be wrong about the algo manipulation like sort of – Yeah. 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 Um, but OK. So today we're talking about uh, cultural appropriation. Um, Gold Chain Dane is here. <laughs> and all right. So let's just – I'll just set the stage with two things. One – like, what's our agenda here? We want to try to answer the question, what is cultural appropriation? Is it morally wrong, for example, to an employ an artistic style that is distinctive of a culture to which you are not a member, to which you do not belong? Uh, then some other questions like, what does it mean to have a shared heritage? Does it even make sense to speak about belonging to a specific cultural group? And can culture really be property? In the sense that we think of, you know, property is something you can buy and something that you own and have possession of. Um, so, in order to talk about cultural appropriation, we've got to get a couple of terms straight. But so that's one uh, setting the t- set the table in one way. The other way I want to set the table is so we were supposed to record this episode last Saturday, I think originally right. or Sunday, right? right? Okay. So I get up in the morning, go do some laundry. I put on my pair of trustworthy white Air Force Ones. Hop on over to the laundromat. I'm doing my laundry. The same young man who took issue with me wearing Air Force Ones and called me a culture vulture pops into the laundromat and starts wiling out. But again, in a way that he's not actually directing it at me. He's like... He's like, oh, this motherfucker's cultural appropriating. Culture, culture vulture, I can't talk. Like, he starts saying, like, shaking his head and all this shit. He's, like, right next to me. And I, I say, like, are you talking to me? And he's like, no, I'm talking to myself. And then I'm like, okay. And then I go back to putting my clothes in the dryer. And then he goes back to, like, culture vulture, cultural appropriator, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Okay. This is so apropos that this is happening on the day we're supposed to record an episode about cultural appropriation. So I got doubly called out for being a culture vulture. And uh, yeah, I just thought that was serendipitous. I don't know. That's because you are a culture vulture. Yeah. I mean, but what am I like? What am I vulturing though? Or like what? Like what? What? Like I'm the whitest motherfucker out there. Like what, I'm not the threat. <laughs> <laughs> that, but maybe you are be just because of that. But like I'm. What do you mean? I'm just saying, like you being the one who's like, you know. Rocking the gold chain and the airbrush tee in the well, in the uptowns. Well, that well, that for sure. <laughs> don't get, don't get this, that's gold chain Dane who came out for this episode. But I mean, I guess I, I, I guess what I mean by I'm so fucking white is that I make no like I'm not 
afraid or I don't, I, I don't go to any great lengths to hide just how white I am. Like I eat wedges of iceberg lettuce and fucking corn dogs like to call back to earlier episodes, you know? Right. And so also what I thought was like, yeah, like I, I am not the threat here, but also at the same time, I feel like I'm the, I'm also sort of the perfect target for something like that because I'm a, I mean, I don't know, obviously for like, this is really the only like shit like that that has happened to me since I've lived uptown. So I'm not going to like, it's one out of a million potential, like mini interactions that I've had. Like, and so obviously it's this dude feels some type of way and has some other shit, but I'm assuming that if there was like a little girl, like a little white girl who's like, you know, 12, this dude isn't going to like while out and get in this little girl's face. But it's like, you know, I'm like a, 20 something white straight looking like me right dude so it's like i'm the perfect sort of like canvas on which to throw your i see what you're saying you yeah 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 i mean of course but that's yeah you aren't gonna wild out in front of a you know or at a little girl of course yeah but um but i don't know because like no, this, a, is, this is what it boils down to. If you were there mm-hmm. with me, would you have held me down or not? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no I was just playing. No, no. no, I like so yeah, like on the on the surface, um Yeah, you are the perfect canvas for that. Um But it is like a bunch of cats who are like legit who look exactly like you, mm-hmm. who are the culture vultures. So it's like you fit the bill. Right. And so, yeah, so that's why, you know, that's why you get it. But I think you have to, like, really know somebody to know whether or not it's like, oh, this is just, like, sort of how they identify culturally or if it's like I'm do- I have some sort of ulterior motive for, you yeah. know, sort of adopting Whatever the fuck it right. is, how I dress or talk or whatever. So yeah, yeah, I don't think you're obviously you're not one of those cats. Well, just wait. <laughs> <I hope. laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, okay, so let's just start with some like basic terminology here. So in order to talk about cultural appropriation, you sort of got to identify like what is culture. It's sort of a really really nebulous term. What what do you take culture to be? Mm. Um, culture. Well, kids. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, culture is like the sort of way you frame the world around you. So, mm. like, whether that's, like, how you talk, how you sort of, you know, how you dress and all of that all of these are like sort of markers for how you see the world and see yourself in the world. And normally that's like, you know, those lines are drawn, you know, based on, you know, geography and race and shit like that. So, um, yeah, like I, I would say it's just a, a an sort of expression of a group's worldview, like however hmm. you want to, Expression of a group's worldview. That's good. That's interesting. I be, I had a more surface level reading of just culture is sort of the product or products of what people do. Mm. And it has to do a lot with like socially transmitted stuff. But yeah, like I mean, I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. Like the way people talk, like practices. Right. Like cultural practices, just expectations – Standard operating procedures, the right. way people do things, and then, you know, right, out right. of that also comes, you know, art, language, right. all that Which stuff. Which is based on just how they see the world. Yeah. yeah. And then I was also thinking about heritage and – because a lot – like reading a little – like a lot of articles about cultural appropriation, the concept of heritage came up and – 
because people think they have a right to certain culture based on cultural heritage. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of interesting to interrogate this idea a little bit. And um, quick little quote I found about heritage was, the concept of heritage is typically taken to mean the inheritance of something from the past. So basically, end quote. So basically when we say cultural heritage, we're talking about culture that we – inherit or that we think we have some right to because of like the lineage from or inheriting it from the past um but then there's this idea of cultural property which sort of captures the idea that something like you know a piece of art a certain style a place even Mm -hmm. can be the property of a cultural group and then and as a result of that, it entails some rights to like ownership, access, and use. Like, where do you do you think culture, as we're considering it, can actually be property in that way? Can it be? Um, Is it? Can it be? I mean, well, I, I would, yeah. So I would say, I guess, yeah, I would say that it is. You know, um, that's certainly how people sort of interpret different spaces is like based on this idea of like it you know belongs to whatever the sort of group that's there that sort of laid that foundation or whatever so yeah i I would say it is now whether it can be or not is i think a different sort of thing like i think i don't know how i don't know if it really can be like when you talk about like harlem for instance like this is a you know black space, right? Like a diasporic space, like whatever the spectrum of blackness you can think of is here. But at the same time, th- like there's you know this idea of sort of cultural you know of this being cultural property, right? Like of of black people sort of owning Harlem culturally, but in actuality. They don't own Harlem, but I guess that's what I'm trying to. I'm that's what I'm trying to grasp at. What does it when you say they own it culturally? What is implied in that relationship of owning? I think the heritage, the all the other sort of markers of culture, like whatever sort of comes out of um, whatever comes out of Harlem or or anything, right? Is is sort of like. This is this is ours. Um, I'm thinking in terms of like. Oh, well, okay. While you're thinking, here's here's my this thing I came across that I kind of not identify with, but it it's a really interesting problem. The this problem with cultural continuity, which says that on what basis can members can individuals who are ostensibly members of a certain cultural cultural group claim ownership of a culture that has a lineage dating back to way 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 before they were born so for example this is one of an example that i came across in some of the readings it reads on what basis for instance can the contemporary nation of egypt claim the art and cultural artifacts of ancient egypt as their cultural property, given the profound cultural differences between contemporary and ancient Egyptians. It's like mm-hmm. the, the kid growing up in contemporary Cairo probably comes up listening to rap, wanting to get Supreme t-shirts with a fucking Facebook and a Tinder. So like in what sense is he entitled to the culture of like the ancient Egyptians? Mm-hmm. It's basically two separate people. So I guess it sort of come like – it seems like in some some situations, cultural heritage seems like a really arbitrary. Yeah, and that's I guess con- concept, yeah, right? And so I guess that's the perfect example of how it actually is arbitrary. Whereas I think other cultures or other people, um, so like I would I would even say like for me, like I don't culturally like. I don't, you know, I'm not attached to Africa culturally, right? Um, I'm like, shit, the black shit that was 
created and developed in this hemisphere is this sort of history that like I attach myself to culturally. Now, does it have remnants of that past culture and shit? Of course. And so I think I can acknowledge that, but the continuity of that in terms of like how I sort of conceptualize, you know, the culture that I'm a part of. No, I don't, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't say there's some continuity with us all the way back to fucking, you know, right. Pre chattel slavery, Africa, like, nah. So yeah, I think it's like to an extent, like, you know, what's the cutoff period? Like where, at what point does, you know, is it a paradigm shift in that culture? And so, you know, cause it, at that point, then it is like, you can't really attach to that shit too much because the the sort of connectors are gone. Yeah. So so there's this other problem with the idea of culture. The problem with cultural prop- property, another another problem is that cultural property, the term itself is paradoxical because of what we mean when we say culture and what we mean when we say property. Property is supposed to be this fixed thing. It's something that you can possess. It's something that you, if you own it, you can control. Culture is in many ways diametrically opposed to the very idea of what property is. Culture is not fixed. It, you know, it's dynamic. It's unstable. It changes. So the idea that culture can be property is like oxymoronic. I guess. That's an idea that I encountered. I'm not. Oh, oh, I'm not okay. vouching for it. It's. I'm. I'm rehearsing the argument. Okay. What say you? No, because I'm just like. Of course, it can be property. Because, you know, we live in a neoliberal capitalist society. Everything is, you know, been monetized. And when we talk about property, we're talking about capital. Like we're talking about, either. You can say it's cultural capital or actual capital. It's one or the other. And so in terms of it being actual capital, I mean, they've monetized every element of culture there is. But to let's take let's take the monetization out of it. OK, if just if we're just considering this term cultural property. Does it even make sense to think that culture is something that an individual can possess the way you would possess a, a laptop or a gold chain? No, but that's but I feel like you can embody culture, but it's it's way it's something else to to say when we use a word like own, like I have a right to to it. Like access and ownership are different things. Well, it depends on like who's. I think like your position speaks to like how you frame culture. So like a lot of like pure like purist in terms of like the hip hop sense, specifically like black men think about or always talk about ownership of the culture because of the lack of access and the lack of ownership historically, right? Yeah. So, like, in, in terms of framing it that way, you get that. Whereas I think people who aren't, who aren't from that, you know, experience, it is a more, like, fluid sort of thing that you can just sort of pick up and, you know, go on to the next or whatever, simply because it's like, there's always sort of been a history of ownership and shit like that. I, I, I'm totally with that. I, I, I completely acknowledge that and that there's a much more dire and urgent need to claim culture when you're a part of – you're not the dominant group in a society and you're sort of pushed to the edges and it's – you are – you know, if you don't have – you know, fi- great financial resources and options. Right. It's like the culture becomes the centerpiece, and you want to exert control and you want to claim ownership. I get that, but 
My, I'm just wondering, in the philosophical sense, how can you say that you? I, I think I feel like I'm. The word embody makes more sense to me. Whereas, like, I, I don't see how you can own something like, you know, a set of codified beliefs or styles of of talking like how can you own that that's something that you enact it's something that Mm -hmm. you embody but it's not something it's something that like you're tapping into but to say that you can own it and i'm thinking of like maybe i'm getting fucked up because i'm thinking of like an individual saying that it just seems like you can't can't own something as nebulous and yeah like in the in the strictly sort of abstract way yeah it it doesn't make sense to say like you own you know a particular like dialect or something like that so no that yeah that doesn't make sense if we're just like sort of abstracting the idea um but yeah i guess i'm like more so just speaking to how how we sort of experience culture in the world and specifically like how we experience it like in the era of late capitalism like where shit everything's for sale so hence another reason why cats are talking about ownership of culture in a way because the paradigm like just economically has shifted to the point where everything is about money everything is about like monetizing and and claiming ownership in order to monetize right. shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's so let's shift to that. So let's let's get to the shit. What what is cultural appropriation? What do you take it to be? Um I could read sort of like a blanket definition and then you want yeah. All right, cool. Uh this is from Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, which is a good resource. Yeah. Cultural appropriation is generally understood as the taking or use of cultural products of cultural insiders by cultural outsiders cultural products can range widely including stories styles motifs artifacts artworks traditional knowledge as well as representations of the members of a particular culture so the taking or use of cultural products of cultural insiders by cultural outsiders yeah yeah just in the most general sense yeah that's it i would also like I guess I would add, like, it's um, it's definitely like more to do with uh, is more to do with like the way in which culture is because everybody's sort of mixing cultures anyway. Like everybody's is you know sort of interacting and integrating culture cultural practices and shit is more so like how does this shit you know get transmitted to the broader society and who has control over that sort of narrative that goes along with that culture so when you have people who come in and they're like okay i see this style i see this or whatever it's like they're able to take it and broadcast it themselves sort of devoid of any of its, you know, context and history and shit like that. Mm. And so that's where, like, the issue comes in at. Yeah, okay, so so let's go to the issue. What is, yeah, is it a moral, is it a moral wrong? What, what are the potential issues with cultural appropriation as you see it? Um, it's like, and maybe we should ground it like with a specific case. What would you what is to you the quintessential example of cultural appropriation? Gold chain dane. Gold chain dane is <laughs> no, that no, no. <laughs> yeah. no. I'm the platonic um, form of fucking No. Nah, I I don't know, I would have to think about like a concrete example, but I guess what I would say is like um like in thinking about the issue or is it a moral it's, it becomes a fucking moral issue like as soon as you look at how it is trans you know sort of transmitted in the world like it becomes a cultural product so somebody's 
you know, selling that shit. Somebody's distributing it somehow, some way. And it's like, if cats aren't able <laughs> to, you know, eat off of their shit, then yeah, it's a, it's a fucking moral issue. So, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of a good example. Should have been more prepared with the fucking examples. There's not a, there's not a shortage of the, of right. or claims. There's not a shortage of claims. claims I would yeah. say claims yeah. of cultural appropriation, but um, but a real solid example of one, like the the not Kyle the Kendall Jenner Pepsi thing. Well, uh, kind of appropriating the. Um, the Black Lives Matter protest and right. the police shit. Yeah. 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 That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Especially because it's like you're appropriating some shit to sell Pepsi, but people are like protesting because lives are lost. <laughs> right. I'm and just... so you like you'd like divorce the the standoff of like it's like real political context and it's just like oh the rich model chick has a pepsi and now <laughs> everything's straight like cops aren't fucking killing unarmed black people and shit anymore like right so the so the issue with that one is like the romanticization of you know actual political activism and shit yeah i'm trying to think what, what are fashion? Fashion brands are always up to something. What are they doing? Oh, man. Um, I haven't seen anything egregious as of late. Wait, Dior and a Pocahontas thing? Did that Was that something that happened lately? I don't know. I mean, okay, I guess what, what, how do you view the, the whole meme of my culture is not your Halloween outfit type of claims of cultural appropriation i'm not fucking with blackface well i mean (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's what is always like that's that's where it always sort of stems from but you but you would you classify blackface as like under the umbrella of cultural appropriation no but that's like the shit that's always like when you said my culture isn't your heart it's mostly most of the time it's cats out here with blackface and shit like if you're like if you were to say, okay, I want to be Malcolm X for Halloween and you put on a suit and some fucking glasses and shit like that and said you were Malcolm X, it's like, okay, as long as, you know, the blackface shit is it. And that's that's on some other shit. And that's most of the time, like that's most of the outrage. Like I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's an issue. Okay, but... Yeah, I mean, the blackface to me is, um, it's just egregious because of what it represents. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. it's, it's yeah. you're literally doing blackface. Yeah, like, it's, right. It's not cult, quite cultural appropriation. I guess yeah. I was more getting at, you know, when a, a, a white sorority girl wears, you know, the Pocahontas outfit or I don't, I don't fucking know. It's some shit like that, cultural appropriation. Um... No, not like if she's wearing like to me. If she's like wearing like the Pocahontas shit, you're buying the Disney image of right a Native American, you know, girl or woman or whatever. Whereas if you were to come with like some traditional wear and shit like that, and you sort of did it solely for the purpose of like a Halloween outfit, like, not that you're, like, the Native American studies minor, and right. you know what I'm saying, and, like, you sort of understand the history, know, like, why you're wearing what you're wearing, then that's cultural appropriation Yeah, in terms of, like... But d- does cultural appropriation... Ha- I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree that that's what it, what it is. Mm. I mean, at its... At the bottom, like, does cultural appropriation have to collapse into exploitation, and at what point... Does cultural appropriation collapse into exploitation where we can actually split the hairs and use two different terms to describe it? 
mm. or is a is a better criticism. I guess because cultural appropriation has become like I used this word earlier, but this diluted term mm-hmm. where there's so many claims of cultural appropriation. Now it's like you get these sort of civility porn like reactionary cats who are like, oh, the fucking social justice warriors are out of control. Like what? I can't, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so there's this sort of backlash against all the, all the claims. So would it be smarter of people to actually just call it exploitation when it is exploitation, you know, exploitation? Yeah. I think that's, I think exploitation is the, is this sort of macro term and then cultural appropriation would be the micro in this case. Okay. I mean like the, the, the Jenner, was it Kylie or Kendall? I'm really bad at it. Kendall. It was Kendall. Like the Kendall Jenner Pepsi thing to me, your Pepsi is exploiting the fact that all these social movements are sort of exploding at a certain time on social media and it's sort of in vogue to talk about them, and they're exploiting that moment to to sell some fucking soda, right? So, I mean, I feel like is it cultural appropriation? Yeah, it's more just it's openly exploiting shit, right? Um, and I so I guess my my issue would be less, and it's also like to really accuse someone of cultural appropriation, it's kind of a little bit of a fool's errand in some cases. Obviously, let me bracket it with that with that because you really have to be able to get know the intentions of the person yeah. and so that's why it's like sort of a yeah like a little bit of a fool's errand to be like you're a cultural appropriate it's like well do you know what's going on maybe you can sort of discern the intentions but yeah sometimes yeah like certain shit is just it's obvious but um but yeah i think for the most part like the cultural appropriation thing is like it has more to do with like the micro sort of it's a it's the micro category in terms because exploitation is rampant sort of all over in kind of whatever the fuck you you want to point out and so um how does this sort of you know superstructure use or exploit through cultural appropriation, how does it exploit through? So that's really how how I see that shit. And so for cultural appropriation, you do have to like look at it in terms of like a you really have to be critical of it in terms of like what the intentions are, like what the context of like that shit is for the the appropriator and like what's being appropriated, like. If you aren't really going through that and you're just looking at some shit on the surface and like, oh, this is cultural appropriation, then, you know, that's not shit. <laughs> like you, yeah. you're you're working, you know, ass backwards with that one because you're just going to die. It's the same way that cats talk about racism. Like everybody's not racist, like to let you know, everybody's most people aren't racist. And it's not because they're not prejudiced or bigots or anything. They don't have enough fucking money or or power to be racist. Racism is a system, you know. So it's like uh, the fucking Goldman Sachs CEO is probably racist because mm-hmm. that person has money, power, shit like that. Um, in the same way, where it's like somebody like. So going back to like cultural appropriation, like I would also say like looking at people individually, like you, for instance, with the way you dress and the you know music you're into or whatever, like there's a real appreciation for the shit. So in your case, no, like it's not cultural appropriation, like because the intent of your interaction with this culture is coming from like a perspective of appreciation, whereas you have other cats who just like, look, this is what's popping right now. Mm. This is, you know, this is what's in however, what you know, the street streetwear shit or whatever. That's, you know, that's some skater shit for the most part. Yeah. If you're not a fucking skater. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you rocking Supreme and shit? Yeah. I, you know what? The... 
I got to be a little more true to my white heritage and be like, you know, I'm sorry, black people. But first of all, skating is white. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Originally, if we're going to go back to the origin and also lacrosse is white. Oh, yeah. That's my culture. Yeah. And lacrosse is like pick, catching on. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. And I'm like, yeah, motherfuckers better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, obviously, I have a totally different experience, so it, my reaction would make sense. But I'm like, fuck yeah, like play lacrosse, like who the fuck, you know, like right. That's kind of sick that it's catching on in Harlem. Like, no, who the fucking thought? Actually, it's not. It's so it's so funny that she said that. It was like it was like this dude. He lived across the street um, from my grandmother's house or whatever back in L.A. and I don't know, he was a couple years younger than me, but he was playing lacrosse. Like, his coach, like, I used to see his coach, like, pick him up and drop him off all the time. And so it's been, like, brewing around, yeah. like, these areas for a minute. So. And, I mean, the the image of lacrosse is still the, you know, like, the white frat boy date rapist. Right. Like. Right. You're yeah. going to have to also, like, you're going to see a lot of. A lot more black kids in the Ivy Leagues. That's what I'm saying. Like, I guess I also, my thing with cultural appropriation is like hierarchy of concerns. Mm -hmm. When it's sort of like you were saying, like on the micro scale of like these sort of hurling accusations back and forth. And and these accusations or whatever, they're treated like they're super, super important. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, it just it always strikes me like when it's something that's clearly trivial and trite, it's like you know, like like you would say like cats still don't have clean drinking water in Flint, Michigan. So I'm like at a certain point like step back a little bit and I guess yeah. Push it prioritize. <laughs> right. Like 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 I said, like what's the threat? Like who who's the real threat here? Like yeah. you know, in terms of what is going to affect a person's day-to-day life or something like that. And I guess that's like, but people are emotional. That's it. And, you know, and so like, and that's, that's sort of easier to understand as as well as like sort of easier to access. So it's like, you see somebody, you know, rocking some white uptowns and you go at them for, you know, rocking the white uptowns. But it's like it's easier to lash out at that as opposed to, you know, really discussing like the real estate in Harlem and, you know, black home ownership or lack thereof of true like black home ownership and shit like that. So it's like you're totally right. Like people totally go off their emotions and it is emotional. And this is what I thought after the laundromat incident version two Mm -hmm. is you need to find a new laundromat. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I was like, is this, yeah, is this dude gonna run me out of this laundromat? But anyways, what I I had the thought of people. This is a theory. Mm-hmm. My theory is that people get emotional over shit like this because once you see, like, okay, my thought was that once you see that, okay, so you buy into an identity X and you your behavior is wrapped up in it, like. The outward you you manifest the identity via what you wear, how you talk. Mm-hmm. Once you see, and I mean, I feel like we all have this sort of um, idea about ourselves that we're sort of like a unique combination of all our influences. We kind of synthesize, it and we're like, you know, we're a unique individual at the end of the day. But you, so you're this person who cares a lot about this culture and expresses that identity to the rest of the world. You see someone else walking down the street with that same very identity and it becomes apparent to you that your identity A is not special, B is mutable and, and, and transferable and C is something you can buy into. It's something you can just buy, literally. Like the frustration this dude was yeah. expressing at me is literally over a consumer product from a multi-billion dollar international corporation. Right. So I'm like, and the dude was obviously emotional like – because he's lashing out at me at 8 a.m. on Sunday morning while I'm doing my fucking laundry. So there's clearly some like kind of high strung emotionality involved in that. But it's like, yeah, once you see that 
in his eyes, it's like, okay, now this ide- this identity is getting transferred to probably someone who he thinks shouldn't be it, shouldn't have it, but also that it's not just you. It, anyone. It's something you can just literally fucking buy. You can go to the store and buy an identity, and probably, I'm guessing, cats don't fucking like that. It's like when you're into well, some— I, I don't I don't know if, it, if that's—if people are—because, I mean, you had to, like— Cats had to go buy them and wear them and shit anyway in order for them to become, you know, this cultural staple for this particular group in this specific space. So I don't think people are worried about that. Like, I mean, rappers love jewelry. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of people like jewelry. But the way rappers rock shit is strictly how dope dealers used to rock shit. And so that's, you know, yeah, you got to go out and, and buy, you know, a, a gold, a, the dookie rope, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, and yeah, and, and the white kid who's, you know, got the cash to go do, he could go buy the same shit, but you aren't, yeah, you're upset. Not, not so much that your identity is, is, you know, isn't unique. It's the fact that somebody is wearing or you know whatever sort of practicing um your culture or or markers of your culture right or what you take to be your culture you sort of see people with those markers again that's devoid of the context it's like Mm. when you see when you see that like it's it's people who you know it's not my experience but a lot of people who grew up with you know white kids in the hood and shit like that are like, oh, he can say, he can say nigga because he grew up with us type shit, right? And it's like, that's just based on the fact that you've been, you know, for, you know, better or for worse, you've been placed in this context in a certain way to where it's like, you're at, your access to this culture is different than somebody positioned, you know, on that, on the periphery. And so for that, it's just like, yeah, cats, like I, I'm just saying, like, cats aren't aren't thinking, I don't think people are, are tripping off, like, them not having a unique identity or something I like think, that. I well, think, okay, maybe I didn't totally explain my thought totally right. I think that's part of it. I think it's, yeah, and I think it, it has to do with, you know, if this is an identity that you really, really want to own, to then see someone who, in your eyes, doesn't have a right to it, embodying it, then that's you. That's where the like the emotional mm-hmm. aspect comes in. You're like, fuck that. Like, and I just think there's sort of a certain, maybe like on like a more fundamental level, or not necessarily more fun- fundamental, but part of it is that like I don't know. You were talking about like rappers love chains. Like, yeah. I'm sure there's like I don't know you could think of like the cliche like rich white family or whatever that sees you know a black family that's you know ostensibly wealthy in some fancy restaurant and the white family goes wait what you know like mm-hmm. and it's like that part of that anger is attributable to just like you know bigotry racism whatever and this is a totally just made up example but it's also like there's an element of like, wait, they can do this too? And you can read that along, you know, racial lines, but but it's also like, you know, this is this is all this is this is my thing. I don't want to think that it's just something that anyone can just walk into and get access to. Right. On like a if you take other context out of it, I think that is a dynamic that's going on too. Like the like I mean yeah. like when I was way I mean I'm still immature as fuck but when I was way less mature than I was now it's like if I was into some indie rapper or some shit that no one knew about that like had like a thousand followers on MySpace and then I like go to a show and it turns out oh it's actually like a hundred fifty people here or whatever I'm like fuck all you like mm-hmm. you guys like this too no this is my thing like it's like I, you don't yeah you're uncomfortable with the idea that you're you know a lot of you is not this allegedly unique 
individual that you think you are and that you you're just sort of embodying an identity that mad other motherfuckers can can embody too just like you right but i guess it's like when we talk about looking at it along racial lines then yeah then you're looking at it as if if you don't look like me then it is difficult to accept that you're embodying whatever like and the fact that those identities with however those identities are expressed, um, you know, are unique just in terms of the fact that, like, obviously nobody's the fucking same. So how you rock certain shit um, may be, you know, slightly different than how your boy does, but y'all got the same shoes on or, you know, like, so it's obvious that, like, there's variation. But I think it's, it's more so, like, you see that you see that though the markers of that identity outside of its context right yeah yeah and so that's what you're like upset at so if you have which is why i say like culture is just you know your worldview like how you see the world and how you put it together and so and going back to your uh example about the the white family seeing the black you know the wealthy black family in the same restaurant it's like what are you doing here? Before, before I, I do think that's like a totally cartoonish depiction. No, it, it, yeah, but no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's, but it's like your your worldview, your you know how you've been socialized in, in the culture that you've been brought up in has you know racially profiled and you know all this other kind of shit. So now when you are in this in a culture in a familiar cultural space and you see somebody outside of that shit you like wait what the fuck is going on with this shit but that's just an expression of of your culture like that's like you you having those on you having you having on white uptowns if you wear those in LA uh, nobody's going to care yeah because we aren't culturally attached to those shoes in the same way so it's also like you know that's why I say like it's regional shit like it's mm-hmm. a lot that goes into it. So yeah, yeah. Would I get shit if I was wearing um, Cortez? Probably from the Mexicans. What's like the L.A. equivalent of the uptown blazers? I mean, people, nah, no, nah. people will say like people will say Chucks. Maybe nah, I don't know if L.A. can claim Chucks. Mm. Why not? Chuck Taylor? Like, nah. Cats have been wearing Chuck since the 70s. All over the world. Okay, but that's, again, so have people been wearing Air Force Ones all over the world. Like, it, it's not about the, the exclusivity of a, mm. of a product or something like that that makes yeah. it cultural. It's the context at which that you know, product has gained its significance. So it might be just Chucks is a specific color. Mm. I mean, I guess black, but no, it's not a specific color. Mm. I mean, like during the like heavy, like color age where it was like really like if you were a crip, you wore nothing but blue. If you were a blood, you wore nothing but red. Like It's not like that anymore. Like that, that gets cartoonish when people like depict LA like that shit. Like, oh, okay, I can't wear like that shit. Right, right. That shit gets on my nerves. Yeah, but um, but no, nah, like, I don't think it's a it's a real color. Like for like the millennials, like from my age down, I think for us it's probably Vans. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, but yeah, my knowledge of like LA specific. Fashion and culture is non-existent. Yeah, we do. We do dope shit. <laughs> Come fuck with us. All right. Well, I, I, yeah, you know, like this as a confessional for me being a culture vulture. I'm, I'm I feel, yeah. I feel purged. Like, yeah, I, I feel like I exercised my. What would be like white? Like, what's white shit? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Like an iceberg, like the iceberg, having a house in the suburbs. Like I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. We're gonna have to do it. We're gonna have to do a deep dive into white. I'm trying to think. 
yeah, like eating iceberg lettuce. And yeah, and, and I haven't appropriated that. No, nah, I don't have to worry about you nah. stealing my culture. Nah. Nah. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Fuck, I'm trying really... to think of like what have my friends, the, the, you know, my life is sort of punctuated every now and then by moments where my friends will just stop me in the middle of I'm doing something and they're like, I just got to stop you. This is the most white shit I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like what what is it, what is what it I'm doing? Those? Basically just follow me around and you'll see some insanely white shit. That's yeah. basically what it boils down okay. to. So we're going to have to like resume this combo. Yeah, and yeah, have yeah. have to pick this up another time. That's fine. All right. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week. We got some really, really dope episodes coming up. I feel oh, like. I know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you, everyone. Uh, review us, rate us on iTunes. All that. So we Only can get the algo. Shit. Only positive shit for the algo. Let's, let's, you know, replay the episode over and over again. To- right. Go to sleep. Just... Turn that shit on and yeah, put, manipulate. Put your, put your phone on mute. Bump, bump up the numbers, yeah. like you know, like well, it's, there's probably like some insider stock analogy, like yeah. what's that called, like, like you, misleading the shareholders with like false yeah. high numbers or if some you, shit like if that. If you have any, if you have any ideas on how to manipulate the algo, get at us. Yeah, any way we can scam. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I need that. I need that ten million dollar Tribeca spot. Yeah, we need that. Well, not we. It's gonna be that's the stew. That's gonna be the stew. <laughs> that's not gonna be the stew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Until next time. Now that you mention it. Thank you.